This feature is brought to you by Essex Ham. This is Pete from Essex Ham. I've crossed the border. I'm not in Essex. I'm not even in Suffolk. I'm in Norfolk. And I'm talking to David, G7URP. Which club are you from, David? Norfolk Amateur Radio Club. And you didn't need a passport either, did you? I didn't. Will you let me out again afterwards? Well, probably, yeah. <laughs> so, this is a, an event called Radio Active. Mm. What's all that about? Well, it started off life as National Field Day, and Norfolk Amateur Radio Club did that for many, many years. And suddenly, unexpectedly, we lost the field one year. And within a few weeks, we had to try and quite find another venue very quickly. Well, I'm chairman of the club, but I also run a small business in the area. I have a couple of fields near me, and I thought, well, let's just try and move it there and see what we can do. Well, during the time about talking about what we could do with National Field Day, I thought, I've got a big business premises with uh, you know, lots of facilities, meeting room, things like that. Can we maybe turn this into something a little bit more, like uh, you know, more of a little mini ham fest, maybe a few talks or workshops, the sort of thing we can't always do in a club on a Wednesday evening. So that's what we did, and we called it Radioactive. It was thrown together in about five or six weeks, which is hard to believe now, because it was a lot of work at the time, quite a lot of time off work just to sort of organise it. And now I'm pleased to say in 2017, here we are, this is our 11th one of these, and it's grown every year. Um, what I think is especially nice is, apart from offering the sort of talks and workshops and some hands-on demos and things, as well as the three stations that we've gone, two HF and one six-metre station, we also encourage people to bring their friends, bring their families, bring their children, so that they can see what their other half does, what this hobby really is all about, and they maybe wouldn't feel comfortable coming on a normal club night. So that we've combined with a barbecue, and my wife and I cook a Sunday lunch on the Sunday and give everybody a roast roll and things. It doesn't cost a lot of money. We, we, um, in fact, we, all we ask for is donations uh, for cancer research in Big C with a, a raffle, which kindly lots of UK companies in the radio and my electronics industry support. And generally we raise four or five hundred pounds for charity. Everybody has a good time. They find out what, they, what the hobby's all about and do things that they otherwise wouldn't be able to do. I have to say, though, it's a superb event. I know you've had a camera crew here. We've had the TX Factor down today. Mm. So in episode 17 of TX Factor, you can actually see what David and I are talking about in action. But just give us a flavour for what sort of things have gone on. You've had some contests as well. Yeah, we're, we're, this is National Field Day, so of course we've got two CW contests that started just over an hour ago at four o'clock in the afternoon. We've got a six-metre station that started at two, two o'clock, and one of the reasons for having that on is that for those who don't do CW, it means that they can get their hand on a mic and have a go at contesting in a, in a friendly way and no real pressure to do it. Um, also here we've had talks on everything from home automation, NFED half-wave antenna by Steve. We had a, uh, someone who's our Mr Fix-It. Uh, he was taking everybody through the thought processes when he gets a radio to have a look at. And how, could, how does he fix a radio? How does he fault find it? Um, and uh, what else have we got coming up? We've got some construction projects coming up. And tomorrow uh, Jim Bacon's been scratch building a little super regenerative receiver on a bit of because we're trying to get a few people in the club to start building something. I think that's one art that in our hobby of amateur radio is kind of being lost. Because in real terms, equipment's probably either a bit cheaper or people are maybe a little bit more well-off, dare I say. And, you know, so the people tend to buy things ready-made. Well, OK, and you can, of course, make your own aerials and things, and you can't maybe make a transceiver on the scale of a new 7300 or something like that. However, it's so much wonderful feeling when you can make yourself a receiver and pick up that first transmission with it in your earpiece that you've just made. You can't beat that feeling, I think, and if we can get a few more people to experiment with a bit of electronics construction, then um, that's something 
yeah, the, the club again has helped people do. I think once people have got over that sort of fear factor and know which end of the soldering iron not to touch, I think that sort of thing does take off. But I saw Steve earlier building the um, half-wave... Uh, Enfed Antenna. That's mm. a great little club project. Fifteen quid mm. uh, to get started on HF for a newcomer is great. Absolutely, yeah, and that is something. And, and a lot of people have got, um, you know, we're, we're all pressured with small gardens and things like that now. So, with a simple fiberglass fishing rod, rod air and this fifteen pounds kit, very nice antenna. That's the kit that uh, Steve's put together. I've bought the parts through my sort of work contacts and things as well. So we've made been able to make it for fifteen quid, and it really does give you work on forty or eighty, um, and it, it'll be. A great project for any club to do and i'm sure having said i'm talking to you to you now anybody listening who would like to make one of those will be happy to send you the plans tell you where to get the bits or maybe even supply you with a kit you know we're not here to compete we're here to sort of spread the word about the hobby and as i said particularly to this year we're having a focus on getting people making stuff again that's great i'll tell you what i have been really impressed with you've got how many members in the club about 150 now and it almost looks like most of them have turned out today it does feel like that sometimes, yeah. When I, um, I've been pulled this way and that, and but it's a lovely time. It's only something really we can do once a year. Sort of turn my my business premises into really a club, big giant club room for for a weekend. Um, but I'm sure other clubs in other areas they've got a village hall. Maybe they can do that with, or a church even, or you know any other building. Or maybe there's a, there's a, a, a somebody who works for a company and they might be sympathetic to letting them have their premises for for a day or a weekend. And it can really make the difference doing it on a weekend bring your family put a simple barbecue and we just bought the barbecue from home bought some burgers give everybody you know we cooked 60 or 70 uh, hot dogs or and uh, beef burgers for lunch you know it's not the food itself it's just bringing people together and then talking to each other and there'll be people today who've met each other because we are a large club and, and they've never probably talked to each other before and they've suddenly found they've got, actually got a common interest and doesn't that make it all worthwhile and what I've also seen is uh, a lot of discussion about ideas. You seem to have quite a positive attitude uh, for um, you know, someone coming up with, uh, can we do this, uh, I've got this idea. How do you sort of deal with uh, the many ideas that I'm sure get thrown at you? It, yes, it is difficult because there are so many asset, aspects to this hobby, so many facets, but that because of that... There are people with lots of different interests, and yet we have a very strong contesting group. There's no argument about that. You know, we won the contesting uh, CCs last year. We're pretty on pretty good target for this year as well. So there are a very strong group of that. But it's important that that doesn't push everybody else out of it who are interested in other things. Whether it's they might like to make something, but they don't know where to start. Um, they might like amateur television. They might like. Uh, just making transmitters or QRP, low power stuff and, and all those different aspects, uh, data modes, how to connect a computer to a radio. Some people in this hobby, they, they don't want to talk on a microphone very much. They might be mic shy, but they love computers and technology. So when someone comes to me with something and says, um, look, I'd like to have a go at this. Is there anybody who knows? I'll try and put them in touch with someone else who, who does. And you get those people together and then they might want to put on their own little talk or event or something. So don't say no. Say, let's see what I can do. That would be my my uh, watchword absolutely and i have to say i'm involved with a few clubs i've visited a few clubs in my time and there's such a contrast there's the clubs that uh, sit there and once a month have a have a beer or might just put on a bit of powerpoint for people to sit and watch but there's nothing better than getting people together sharing ideas and uh, uh, working together for the common good uh, final question for you promoting the hobby what is it that you guys do to spread the word outside of your club about amateur radio well, we do do a number of the special events uh, like the Row is on the air um, uh, and uh, the Lighthouse is on the air. We've got some nice 
railways and lighthouses here in Norfolk, so we, we go and do those. We also try and do at least one or two large shows around the county. Um, we've done Wheating for the last couple of years, we, which is in the southwest of the county. We, before that we did Worcester. We do move it around. We don't go to the same place every year because in a county the size of Norfolk, it's probably not a huge county, but it's certainly spread out. I think there's a danger that if you go to the same event every year, you're going to pretty much see the same people. And so it's important to take our hobby around. So we look for different opportunities. We, we're invited to put to the Science Festival on at the Cathedral a few years ago. I mean, a few years ago, you wouldn't have even thought of the church and, uh, and science and uh, technology being in the same place. But they were putting on a Science Festival. They said, could you put a display on? We were happy to do it. And there we stood in Norwich Cathedral. There was a Dalek I remember going around. I thought that was really bizarre when he came and looked at us. And, and as, as a kid, I was scared of Daleks. You see, so you know, I remember seeing that, and then all these people just interested in science. We're not going to make radio amateurs out of all of them, but if we just spark that interest, maybe in a hobby that someone did a long time ago, or that one of their parents or their grandparents did, or just you often find it's especially youngsters who I don't think that um, I think youngsters now are as inquisitive as they ever were when you and I were kids. When you just want to, how does that work? How does that work? What does that do? Now, the problem now, I think, is that. The, the computer world maybe, the computer games and things like that, that's the easier way out. And by the time of 13, 14, their peers are all doing that, we've kind of lost them. Um, and at schools, although we have a national curriculum that's very good, it's very prescriptive and it does take away the time that maybe my science teacher certainly helped enthuse me uh, to experiment and do other things with it. Now, that's where we try and pick up. The club does a, a thing called Bright Sparks once a month, which is just for young people, specifically for under-18s, and it shows them how to build stuff, not just radios, but electronics, construction, making things out of cardboard and plastic and things like that, just those sort of crafty-type things to encourage them. And uh, so when are we going to do some of these science days? We, we put on things like that. And um, believe it or not, the crystal set, which those of your listeners who know what a crystal set is oh that's so old but do you know what that's fascinating because you you ask a child okay you've got a radio you've got a mobile phone have you ever lost have you ever run out of battery and they'll all say yes at some point well how about a radio then that needs no batteries five components if you were stuck on a desert island how would you find out what's going on in the world so for the um, ISS contact when that came to Norfolk and, and for this uh, science festival last year I put together a crystal set with just a large coil former, um, a, a diode, uh, a crystal earpiece, very very simple stuff which some people may in our hobby in our age may just think oh that's really old but for a kid that's fascinating because they've never seen a radio that didn't need a power before just put a good earth in and a bit of wire hanging out the window you know and so it's things like that just be imaginative but if you want to grow your club if you want to get more people into the hobby and we've all got to try and do that otherwise the hobby can only go one way then just try and have an open mind and uh, and and experiment with things like that and inspire youngsters old people older people all over uh, to do something and never say never just say let's give it a go never say never I like that number of times I've heard no that's not the sort of thing we do you clearly don't have that attitude here no we, we try not to honestly we, we can't say we do everything but we give it a go excellent well I'd be prepared for a bunch of people from Essex to come up and uh, be knocking on your door before too long alright well be, you'll be very very welcome Thank you, David. All the best. A quick plug for your website. If someone does want to see what you guys do get up to, what's your uh, web address? Yeah, our web address is www.norfolkamateurradio.org. This feature was brought to you by Essex Ham. Please go to www.essexham.co.uk. Thank you.